السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ There's a story about an Arab who was doing prayers with the Prophet and at the end of prayer he was walking out and the Prophet was already done he was standing at the doorway and he looked at him and he said uh, you did your prayers wrong go back and do them again and he went back and did them again got up about to walk out prophet said you did them wrong go back and do them again did them again as on his way out the prophet said you did them wrong go back and do them again he did it went back out the prophet said the same thing this time he said to the prophet what did i do wrong and the prophet said when you do your prayers and you stand you have to stand until the peace of allah is in your heart when you kneel you have to kneel until the peace of allah is in your heart and when you put your head to the floor you have to put your you have to keep your head to the floor until the peace of allah is in your heart effort is constantly daily every moment required by us to stay in that place that is real there's an old spiritual that i never understood until i understood what i'm talking about right now everybody talking about nobody going there heaven heaven is that place and unless you reach that place all you're doing is talking and there's a lot of talking going on in the world there isn't a lot of being real and being connected going on in the world and what we need to be able to do is find that place in the heart that is connected to hak connected to the truth connected to reality and unless we find that place that's connected to the hak connected to the truth connected to reality we are wandering lost in illusion talking about reality but not having anything to do with reality as the mind works it does not differentiate between the past and the future wherever the mind is is what we feel at the moment so if we're thinking about regret or we're thinking about the past if only 19 years ago i had done this instead of that everything would be different now well don't work like that just the mind works like that and the mind can stay like that for ages now in the future let's see what i can do in the future 
I can do this and I can do that, or this is going to go wrong or that's going to go right. And we become obsessed with what's going to happen. Usually, when we come up, when we become obsessed with what's going to happen, it has to do with some kind of worrying. So what happens to us is we feel future pain now. Why? Because whatever we have in our mind is what we feel. Now, in between the future and the past, there is now. And now is really all we got. But to be now means to overcome our obsession with the past and the future. It means to overcome our desire to change the past and our desire to control the future. It means to overcome the thoughts that run through us. And this takes effort. Detachment from these things does not occur without effort. And as we walk through our life, it doesn't take much to kind of understand how things go. We walk around, and for lack of a better word, I'll call it daydreaming. But they're just the thoughts that run through our mind. And they're thoughts about the past, and they're thoughts about the future. How many of us are able to concentrate sufficiently to stop those thoughts from affecting us and to be in the moment with Allah at the center of existence, with the truth at the center of existence, with reality, haq, at the center of existence, where we are not affected by all of the meanderings and hallucinations of illusion. Now, this is not easily done. This is the struggle that we have to go through to put ourselves in a place of peace. Now, don't forget that Salam means peace in Arabic. And Salam is a name of Allah. So, if you can actually get to a place of peace within your being, you have reached a level of reality. You've reached Salam. And that's why Peace in your life is so important because it's with Allah. Peace can only be found with Allah. Why? (coughs) Because it's a quality of Allah. So if we think that we're going to find peace when we finally get that Benz, or we finally live in this neighborhood, or we finally get a certain job, or we finally something or other in the illusory world is going to bring us peace, you're wrong. It's a miscalculation as to our existence. It's a mistake as to how things work. Peace is only available through Allah. Everything else is an illusory, short-term fix that goes away very quick. So, the truth is, 
we have no choice but to go towards Hak. If we want to be peaceful, we have no choice but to go towards Allah. If we want to escape all of the difficulties of the world. Because there is no other escape. There is no other way out. All of the things that we hallucinate that are going to do something for us in the vernacular ain't. It's not going to happen. And no matter how often you try it, no matter how often you go after it, it's not going to happen. One of the first uh, stories I remember Lidbawa telling us, maybe an example is a better word than a story, is he talked about a pot of soup and stirring the pot of soup. The soup is the world of illusion. And we have work to do in this world of illusion. We have to cook the soup. And to cook the soup, the soup has to be stirred. And he talked about using a wooden spoon. So if you have a large wooden spoon and you stir the soup, the following happens. It goes into the fibers of the wooden spoon. And it takes on the taste of the soup. And every new soup you stir, the spoon takes on another taste. Now, as long as we are a wooden spoon, and we take on all the different tastes of the world, they are going to linger in us, they're going to affect us, and they're going to make us part of whatever it is that we're stirring. But an aluminum spoon does the same job. But it's inert to the taste of the soup. It doesn't absorb the taste of the soup. It does its job, yet it's free of the taste of the world. So the bitterness and the sweetness and the saltiness and the peppery and and, and the hot and the cold doesn't affect it. But if we stir with the wooden spoon, when the food is salty, we become salty. When the food's too hot, we become too hot. When the food is cold, we become cold. We are constantly affected by the soup that we're stirring. So the question is, how do we stop being affected by the soup of illusion that we are constantly intermingled with and interacting with? And the answer is, it's not easy. And this is the major work that we have to be involved with. Because as long as the illusory world enters us and affects us, we can't be in reality. So, we have to somehow escape from this. And this takes immense concentration and knowledge of the reality of what illusion does to us. The prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, go even unto China. 
for knowledge. Well, Sri Lanka came to the United States and gave us knowledge. And some of the knowledge that we were given (coughs) is that all of, many of, the things that we were taught to believe in aren't true. And lots of places where we look for relief can't offer relief. That relief is limited to certain kind of attitude and in a certain place. And unless we develop that attitude, and unless we go to that place, relief is not going to come. So, what is the answer to all your struggles? Hawk! What is the answer to all your difficulties? Hawk! What is the answer to all of your strivings? Hawk! What is the antidote to all of your desires? Hawk! There's one answer to all these questions. Yet, we produce thousands of other answers and we believe in them. Joining a religion isn't going to save you. Hawk is going to save you. Believing in certain patterns isn't going to save you. Hak is going to save you. Doing different prostrations isn't going to save you. Hak is going to save you. You can do prayers from morning till evening, but if your prayer doesn't involve Hak, you're not doing anything. So, how do we get there? First, we have to realize that nothing else works. And that everything else we try is like the hamster on the wheel. Doing a lot of moving, but it ain't going nowhere. Reminds me about a, an anecdote. When I was uh, 14 years old, I lived on a farm. And I tried to get a job. So I got a job vaccinating chickens. Uh, I lived in a place where there were lots of chickens. And uh, the guy used to pick us up on the truck every morning at about 2, 2.30. And he'd take us to a farm uh, where he had been hired to vaccinate the chickens. Because chickens get sick and uh, you have to vaccinate them. And by about 10 o'clock, we'd be back home. And then at the end of the week, he would tell me that he'd pay me next week. He's a little short. And this went on for the entire summer. And then he left town. And I was never paid. But I was busy the whole summer. So we can be busy, but it doesn't mean we're doing anything. And somehow, we have to realize that just because we're in action doesn't mean anything is being accomplished. Now, I understood that when I was young. That's why I never put a lot of effort into stuff that I didn't think was worthwhile. Uh, I never got real well, I made the dean's list my first semester of high school. Never again. <laughs> I did it already. What is the deal? Now, you don't tell this to your kids. Um, 
college was a blur, and so was law school. But when I finally began to work, I saw that other people depended on me, and there was a different type of reaction inside of me uh, to do what I had to do. And I actually did it pretty well. But it wasn't because it was an exercise. It was because somebody's life somehow depended on what I could get done for them. We have our own life that we have to get something done for. Our life depends on what it is we can do for ourselves. And if we really want to do something for ourselves, if we really want to do something important, we need to get to that place where we are interactive with Hawk and we become detached from the world. Interactive with Hawk, detached from the world. What's that mean? That means don't cry about the difficulties in the world. They're not real. Don't cry about the successes or failures in the world. They're not real. Get yourself into a place where the only thing that is real is that sense of peace and your connection with God. <clears throat> We've all been in those ecstatic moments when we may be crying or laughing, but all of a sudden the world doesn't matter and Allah is all there is. If you want to go back into the past, remember those moments. And those moments can be a springboard to bring you into that moment at the present. We have to find that moment and we have to learn how to get to those moments. And we have to learn how to sustain those moments. And the longer we can sustain those moments, the more we become close to being a Wali, a friend of God. Do you have friends that you never see? What happens to the friendship after you don't see these people for 20 or 30 years? What do you know about them after 20 or 30 years? Do you know what's happened to them? How things have gone? If we want to have a friend, we have to be in contact with that friend. Now, if Allah is our friend, we have to learn how to be in contact with Allah. We have to learn to stay in touch with Allah. And it has to become a priority in our existence. And all of the pettiness and jealousy and hastiness and arrogance and anger that we exhibit and that goes through us in reacting to the world has to stop. Because all of these things are our connection to the world. Jealousy is a connection to illusion. Anger is a connection to illusion. Hastiness is a, collect, a connection to illusion. Desire is a connection to illusion. Rahman is a connection to God. 
Rahim is a connection to God. Salam is a connection to God. So we need to understand how what we do is within us either a a connection to illusion or a connection to God. And when we realize that what we're doing is connecting us more and more to illusion and delusion, we somehow have to stop and pull ourselves from that situation and refocus so that our connection is towards God. I'll say it again. It's not easy, but it can be done. And it's only done through immense effort on our part to walk that straight path. Now, you know, they say that the the path is as narrow as the edge of a sword or as thin as a hair. But to an ant, a hair is a bridge. And Bauer called himself the ant man. And we have to be the ant people. We have to be the ones who can walk that narrow bridge. We have to become tightrope walkers. And we have to learn the skills that are necessary for tightrope walkers. Can you imagine somebody walking across the Grand Canyon on a tightrope, thinking about the car he wants to buy, and losing focus on what he's doing at that moment? It's disaster. Well, as long as our focus is on the dunya, the world, and illusion, our life is a disaster. Other people call it successful. (laughs) Other people mislabel things until the world begins to believe it. And that's what Satan does. He's been, he's been mislabeling the world until people believe it. The big lie has overwhelmed society. The big lie has overwhelmed everybody to the point where they believe it. Bauer said, make believe you believe in the world, but believe in God. And what most people do is they make believe they believe in God, but they believe in the world. The world ain't got nothing for us. Another interesting thing. No matter how old we are at this moment, our entire life before us has been like a blink of the eye. So it doesn't matter if you're 70 or 80 or 20 or 30 or 15. Everything has been a blink of the eye up to this point. And it's going to stay that way. As long as we go. Everything's a blink of the eye. Well, what we need to do is forget about everything that happened before and forget about everything that's going to happen and be in this moment that we are given now and be there with Allah. Be there with love in Allah. Be there with love in Rahman, love in Rahim, Love in Salaam. If we can do that at least part of the day, every day, it will make our life so much easier. And one of the reasons for five times prayer 
is something called spaced repetition. If you can do something over and over during the day, pretty soon it'll become more and more automatic for you, like muscle memory. When I started to learn how to wrestle, certain moves I had to think through before I did them. And while I was thinking them through, somebody threw me down. Because if you were thinking, there wasn't enough time for the reaction, or the reaction was way too slow. But after practicing the same move over and over, 500 times in in, in practice, all of a sudden you have muscle memory. That muscle memory sees what needs to be done and just does it. Well, we need that kind of memory in our reactions towards being in the moment, in our heart, in a connection with reality. And we have to develop it. And the way you develop it is spaced repetition. And prayer is one of those spaced repetitions. And that's why it goes on through the day. Now, we can also do additional things, like the repetition of the silent first kalima. I was surprised. A lot of people on my recent trip knew la ilaha illallah, but they didn't know how to recite it silently. And it was a revelation to them that when you do, when you, when you have the, when you do the, the, the breath zikr and it goes out and in, you can't do it if you're speaking out loud. It has to be silent. And the words are said, but only with the tongue, not with the vocal cords. And then you can see the difference. Trying to go, it doesn't work, but works. If you just use the tongue and not the, 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 the words, all of a sudden it's possible, it's feasible, and it becomes easy as long as you have the attention to keep it going. So we have to have, it was interesting, uh, I was asked a question by uh, somebody during one of my talks, and he said, do you do any homework? And I didn't know what he meant by that. Uh, I said, what do you mean by homework? He said, do you have any practice? And we all have homework, as opposed to sitting around and talking. We all have practice that we have to do, and we have to do some kind of practice, and we have to do it throughout the day. Bawa once said, when you meet a Sufi, you can sense the vibration from him of all of the prayers and zikrs that he's been doing. How much prayers and zikrs have we been doing? And how has our vibration been affected by that? We have to ask ourselves these questions, and then we have to begin to do things that bring us into that place where Salaam exists. And one of the things that will help us do that is the repetition of the zikr and the doing of the prayers and beginning to set that up in a spaced repetition so that we do it continuously. And when we do it, 
we have to leave the world and focus on Allah. And that will bring us into a place that's necessary for us in order to be able to touch reality. May that happen for each of us. And may that place of peace be our place. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.